Hello, friends in Payne County, Oklahoma, and everywhere else. Welcome to episode number seven of Pastors episode. of Pain. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I'm here with my co-host, my friend, my housemate. Oh, no. It's new <laughs> on the scene, and we're going to tell you all about it, Father Kerry Wakulich. Good day to you all. They don't like it. Radio, radio silence is bad. I, I've heard that. Uh, so is uh, so it's be, podcast. You need to be more energetic and outgoing. Okay, I will. I, I'm all just, right, good. I just fine. My mind is always someplace else uh, during these things. I have like uh, very little. We ad- can stop doing it. That would be awesome. You wish. <laughs> he actually does like it, people. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just my I have like nine thoughts in my mind right now. Okay, and so I'll help you focus. Okay, and if uh, if I get rid of the other six, then I think I'll we be. can focus in. Yeah. Well, we are uh, the pastors of the two Catholic churches here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. As I mentioned, I'm at St. Francis Xavier, Father Carey at St. John Catholic Student Center on the campus of Oklahoma State University. We have been doing this now for a little while, about a month and a half really? or so. Yeah, the episode it's been that seven. Long. And the hate mail's been coming that long. What's exciting, yeah, is that there there are like there are like people listening. It's amazing. Your, your family still isn't because my they keep family, falling asleep. My family is listening. I will tell you. I mentioned a couple episodes ago that my niece Katie, uh, who's fifteen, she was listening to it and fell asleep. Interestingly, and now you're, you're, and your other niece Hildegard. Uh, so I was with my family recently, a little family reunion. What's We're her in name? the car. Hildegard? Nicole, my niece, oh. Ni- my other niece. I, was close. I have multiple I was close. nieces, but my niece Nicole. We were uh, driving. It was with my family, and we. Uh, my sister said, "Hey, why don't we listen to your podcast?" Because my brother had not heard it. Okay, right. So I put it in. We're listening to it, and my niece Nicole, who's twelve, fell asleep. So we're now two for two. I have four nieces. Two of them have heard the podcast. Both have fallen asleep. Glad our audience isn't 12 to 15-year-old so girls. So we'll, we'll, I'm going to have to get the other two nieces to listen to it and see if, M- if their Maybe it's your voice. That maybe it's genetic. That they fall asleep when... Maybe. Or maybe they, they're they just tired. Oh, that too. But anyway... So be it. Yeah. It's the way it is. But anyway, we, we're getting good, some good feedback. I'm hearing from parishioners. Uh, we're hearing from uh, some, got some emails, a little Twitter action. Zach Esposito called me the other day. What did like, he say? He was like, okay, Father, I really like this. I was like, what do, so what do you like about it, Espo? He's like, well, uh, that I can hear your voice and not have to look at your face. I was like, wow, Espo. Face for radio, Father Cherry. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he, he also said it's just nice to uh, when he's out on a run or something like that. Uh, instead yeah. of just listening to music after music after drowning music, he can learn something about his faith life all, all along. So, I'm with you. So anyway, it's been it's been Esposito. fun. It's been fun, and we're getting we're getting a good getting a good response. So anyway, we're just we're just gonna keep it going. Uh, we've gotten even a few suggestions on like future topics, and anyway, we're open mm-hmm. to that. It's not like we have this whole thing planned out over the next you know couple years. What? Um, so you're you're scrapping my list I made? No, we have a list. I'm, I'm just I, saying I need this whole list for the next six years you of wish. podcasts. You're not that organized. <laughs> and so we <laughs> anyway, we're open to if there if there is a topic that maybe we could dive into. We were talking about like maybe talking in the future about the the new like Oklahoma marijuana law oh, and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. You know, kind of we can get into some current events and put a little theological spin on it. But the news of the day. What's the news here of the in day? Stillwater in the world of the priests? 
<laughs> is that the first for is this the, are, we, are we making history here? Is this the first time ever? So we, there's a lot of first time going on here Catholics, in the city of Stillwater. Catholics Catholic have been world. in the city of Stillwater since, since 1844, 1895. Eight, I thought 1895, 1844. Thank you, though. Thanks for playing. When James K. Polk president? 1844 was when James K. Polk was elected as our. 11th president of the United States. What else did he do? Come on, tell me. So many things. Come on, d- just just tell um, me. Maybe maybe you could sing it for us, Father O'Brien. No, there is a great song, which I highly recommend, by They Might Be Giants, and it's called James K. Polk. What was his nickname? Napoleon of the Stump, or Old Hickory. <laughs> Old or, Hick- excuse me, Young Hickory. <laughs> young Hickory. Anyway, it's a, it's a beautiful song, and I highly recommend what, it. What are some of the things he did? <laughs> he sees the, the Southwest... From Mexico. He built an independent treasury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fulfilled our manifest destiny. And after this, he sought no. Sought no second term. Anyway, listen to the song. I think you'll like it. It's pretty great. So we're making a little history here, and that is uh, for many years now, uh, the priests of Payne County of have here, been divided by the DMZ of Highway 51. Not, well, not or also known, also known as the West Side of the Broken Arrow Expressway. Not divided in a bad way, but we made a decision here among, you know, as, as priests, uh, we've mentioned on the show before, Father Kerry and I have known each other for a long time, we're friends, um, but we also, we do a lot of work together. We have two different ministries, but we thought, um, and with our bishop's blessing and approval, yeah, sure. that we would um, have some, some community living that we would live in the same place. So I have now officially moved out of 721 South Hester. Don't may, tell them where you're living now. Don't rest, do may it. May it rest in peace. It's actually <laughs> for sale. It it's actually for sale if you want to buy it. Um, as is the house right next door, which is I think 717 South Hester. Yeah. Should, we, should we maybe turn that house that you just left into a museum? In honor of you, and we could walk it through. Not it's of like, me. I lived there for six months. This is where Father O'Brien sat in his chair. This is where he prayed for you every night. And this is the sink that gurgles. It does gurgle. When they, when you're doing laundry, the sink upstairs gurgles. Now no one wants to buy it. No, it's a, that's an endearing feature. An anyway, endearing it's a cute feature. little house if you want to drive by it. If you live here in Stillwater, if drive on by. 721 South Hesher. But we are now if you're afraid in ghosts, the same house. Up. And so what's exciting is there's actually now... Three priests, all living in the same house, because Father Robert Duck is now in the Stillwater. Duck, uh, newly ordained, just ordained June thirtieth. He's now the associate pastor at St. Francis Xavier. He's going to be here just until mid September. Yeah, yeah, sure. He's got. We're going to get him on here. We're going to have to squeeze into this uh, into this, our phone booth. Yeah, we record this in a phone booth every week. Uh-huh. We just pass just so the phone back that. and forth yeah. to each other. It's an English phone booth. It's red. Yeah, it sits on the corner. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great. So right? we'll have to get Father Robert in here as well. But anyway, so we're all we're all in the same house, and it's been good. We've had you know we've had some meals together, we've prayed together. Uh, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I would argue that one of the things this is not and don't take this. I hope you are all of all of our listeners, both of you, don't. <laughs> this is not a bragging thing, but it's something that we've made a conscious decision about. And, it, and, and kind of we both did it independently. Well, and get, now that we're in the same yeah. house. Give a multiple choice what you think it is. So our house is a very typical house. It's, it's Bedrooms, American. bathrooms, it's kitchen, living room. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a garage. Uh, there's a driveway. There's a front yard. There's trash cans. Trash cans. Uh-huh. All those things. All those basic stuff. But what does our home not have that most American homes have? A, a wife. <laughs> a, a wife. It does not. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You 
can't, you already gave one of them oh, away. Oh, sorry. Okay, A, a wife. <laughs> B, a dog. Uh, C, cat. A cat. D, uh, a TV. A, t- a television. Uh, or E, a satellite <laughs> internet base station with 1.21 uh, gigawatts of power. All of those things. Anyway, we don't have a television. Yeah. And I think our lives are better for it. And so, again, this is not like, and now everyone go to your room and smash mm-hmm. your television with a baseball bat. We're not saying that. We we kind of made the decision, again, independently, and now that we're in the same house, that for, and I'll, let me speak for myself. I know for me, in my relationship with the Lord, uh, television gets in the way. Television becomes... Uh, yeah. as, as one uh, oh, yes. as a one writer put it, it's chewing gum for the eyes. Chewing gum for the eyes. You ever heard that? Uh, uh-uh. I don't know what that I forget means. Forget who said that. It's it's like when you chew gum, like you don't think about it. It's just something to do. Huh. And it tastes good, like at the beginning, but yeah. then you just like how many times you've been chewing gum and you're like, I've been chewing this piece of gum for an hour and it hasn't tasted good for fifty eight minutes, and yet I'm still chewing it. I and think that's, that's exactly also Netflix too. Uh, Netflix does that too. Yeah. Are yeah. you still watching? And drools coming out of the corner of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm still watching. I got rid of my TV when I was 20 years old. When I was six. Yeah. Uh, we were going on a deployment to South America and, and no one wanted to bring their TV. And I was like, well, I'm bringing our TV to watch. Uh, this is a, a, a phrase never said anymore. I'm going to bring our my TV and my VHS player. Oh, of course. Because the DVDs were just coming in. And so, expensive. Yeah. So I put it on our cargo pallet on the uh, the old C5, and we hauled it down to South America. And when we were leaving Guyana and coming back after about, I don't know, four months of living there, I was like, I'm not carrying this thing because I had to carry it like into the airplane, put it on the pallet. I was like, no, I don't watch this thing anyway. So I just threw it in the dump. Where is that TV now? That it is on the. You just threw it in the dump. You're not supposed to throw away television. Well, well, those are the days when you could. You have to it, electronically recycle. Well, uh, I don't think Jonestown Guiana had electronic well, recycling. They should. Well, this was in 1996. So. Speaking of Pope Francis, did you know that Pope Francis has not watched television since 1990? <laughs> I read that somewhere. I would like to see that sort of the source of that. I mean, I'm sure he's watched the news. Yeah. He's watched the soccer game or. Something like that. But he has, maybe he hasn't owned a television since 1990. Anyway, we, we thought it would be worth a discussion, you know, for, for all of our listeners out there mm-hmm. of what, what in your life, what's your TV? For us, it was, it was a TV. Yeah. And it was in my, in my whole life. And this goes way back to, I mean, when I was a kid, I watched a ton of TV, way more. Mm-hmm. It was like, Yo, I'm bored. I'm, I'm bored. I'm watching, t- I'm watching TV. It's late at night, and I'm done with my homework. Watching TV. Um, let me watch TV. Trying to go to bed. Love boat's on. Yes. You're watching it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, I've always been a big sports fan, and so that for me, that's the biggest, like, miss. Like, I, yeah. I can't watch live sports. I'm nervous, for example, when October comes around and the Houston Astros are in the playoffs again, because right now, as of this recording, we're three and a half games up. It's pretty exciting. We're playing well. We got five all stars. It the all star breaks coming up. All-star. It's all could go downhill. And 
I'm I'm nervous about like okay I'm right. not, I don't I'm not gonna have a television to watch the Houston Astros dominate Major League Baseball as they did last year World Champs Ghostros. My, uh, mine is mine is I love watching the World Cup. I've probably seen fourteen matches of the World Cup. I don't have a TV in the house. I yeah. you know I have to go to St. John where yeah. I we put up a. So there are yeah. So there are there are downfalls to it. But mm-hmm. it, but anyway, it, it, I think it hopefully in 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 our listeners here, it's prompting. A, a look internally of what are those things, material things that might be keeping you away from a better relationship with your spouse. Or just adventure. I think, uh, yeah. From, do, you know, taking care of the responsibilities in your life. If yeah. you're a student, th- your job, your homework, uh, going to class, <laughs> uh, your your religious obligations, you know, or do you find yeah. yourself not going to Sunday mass because you stayed up so late binge watching the night before that you missed the early mass and then you, you know, and then the day gets away from you. And, Mm -hmm. and anyway, that's no good. So it's kind of a, we, we, we've talked a lot about, and I think where you and I, Father Kerry are like on, on a similar plane, we're very different people in a lot of ways, but Uh in kind of the idea of like living a, as much as possible, kind of a minimalist (laughs) lifestyle. Yeah. Um, My, my policy when, um, I think I moved something like 14 times between 1994 and 2001 when I got out of the Air Force. Just deployments after deployments. And you have roommates, and your roommates are like, well, I'm going on deployment for the next six months, and I'm moving out. And you're like, oh, I guess I got to move out too. So your roommate would be moving out, and they'd bust your lease, and you'd have to find a new place, so you'd have to move. And so my rule for life was if it didn't fit in my miniature uh, Chevy Trailblazer, if it didn't fit in there, it wasn't going with me. So it had to go inside the vehicle, like not on the roof. So if I moved, like I would move, I moved in Oklahoma City, I think three times, uh, maybe four times, just in the Oklahoma City, Dell City area because of coming back from deployments. Moving to Korea, they're like, you can only have this much crap go yeah. into these boxes and send them uh, over uh, overseas. Or even going to um, the Middle East, you can only take two bags with you. Yeah. And the rest of the stuff or moving, you know, wherever it was, it had to fit in the vehicle. So moving, yeah, moving is a, is a good thing. It's that, a good purge. It's a pain in the butt, and I know, uh, you know, if you said to someone, you know, would you rather, uh, you know, tread water for twenty hours or move? I think most people would tread water. Uh, <laughs> you know, moving. It just, I mean, it's 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 hard, especially in the summer. I mean, I just moved from rectory to rectory, and it's, yeah, and it is. It's a pain, like carrying boxes around when it's one hundred and five degrees. In, ooh, ooh in I got a County. question for you. Yeah. Uh, so it was. Uh, I was doing this little uh, read maybe like six months ago, when they were talking about the amount of stuff in people's homes. Okay, so here, here I, like, I in, like... In the United States. In the, yeah, yeah, in the United States. Yeah, we're what, the is, what is the average American's content of items in their home? That's like, if you have a pen, that's counted that's as an one. Item. If you have a fork, that's an item. So if you have four of them, that's four forks. So they went through and they said, what's the average? So I'm going to give you this. Is it A... 10,000. 10,000 items? 10,000 items. In a house? In a house. In a house. B, I'm making a big jump, 100,000. No way. 100,000 items in a house. C, is that C? 300,000. D, 500,000. That's a half a million. All are Googling. Okay, and then I'm going to jump, and I'm going to go to a million items. E, 
No way. Take a guess. Whatever the lowest. So ten thousand. Ten thousand. Uh, that was that was a bait and switch. No, 10, it's not ten thousand items. Double. That's so many. Double it. That's twenty thousand. Yep, and then multiply that by ten. That's two hundred thousand. Now add a hundred thousand. That's three hundred thousand. Bingo. That's the average. The average. That's crazy. So that means some people have more, <laughs> lots, wow. lots, and lots of. You know, they have like a lot lemonade stands in their garage, and they don't know why it got there. Or you know, they have like thousands of fishing tackle stuff in their house, or they just have like, okay, I uh, <laughs> socks. Find socks. You know, did I you have my, a lot of socks. For my 40th birthday, I got 40 pairs of socks. My sister like got all these people to mail me socks on different days and and little cards that says I'm praying. Right for now, it. you're not even wearing. I'm socks. wearing chacos right now. Yes, sir. Uh, during the summertime, you gotta let these. You gotta let these socks are sockless. What do you? Why do you have so many socks? Well, I give them away, but I don't tell people I've worn them before I give them to them. Okay. Wow. Is that all right? So is that your biggest like uh, over? Overindulgence. I don't overindulge. You have fifty pairs of socks. I do have fifty pairs of socks, but I didn't buy any of them. How many feet do you have? Uh, Becca LePage and her husband bought me a couple, and then Dewey got me a set for my wedding, and uh, not yeah, my, but wedding, but, yeah, <laughs> my, my wedding. But you still have them. Yeah, so I I still have the socks from his wedding because it's hard to wear holes in fifty pairs of socks. That's that's a hundred socks. Right, but my challenge would be. Uh, why? Like why? Don't, why? Why Should I put you a free sock? A free sock stand at, at the church? Why don't you or, give them to street... put them in a clothing bin somewhere? So people will be walking around with some really fly socks. Yeah, people with no socks. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, you know what? Okay, I'm not. Okay. I'm not trying. To, you know what? I'm not uh, trying uh, to get all up. I'm in gonna. Your, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go through my sock drawer. Your sock business. I'm gonna go through my sock drawer, and this is what I'm gonna do. Don't tell Father Duck this. When he moves, I'm gonna hide the socks. In his stuff, because he only came with bags. Oh yeah. So when he I'll, goes back to Rome, when he goes back to Rome, and he'll open his bag in Rome, and he'll, he'll be, like, be like, "Okay, uh, here's my uh, what's uh, here's my breviary, here's my priest prayer book, here's my ball cap, here here's oh. a dozen and pairs some Our of Lady so- of Guadalupe socks, <laughs> and some that say I've lost my sheep and a little black sheep. I got oh. a pair of those astronomy socks. I've got lots of stripes." I guess some St. Louis so Cardinal socks. So basically, some of you out there are saying, "Oh, so Father Kerry wants more socks." No, 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 no. Stop it! Don't no. give him. Don't give him anything need, else. I need more socks. Like I need more ADD. So, think about your own in your own life. What are those things that you want to maybe get want to get rid of? I heard a, a, this is a great a great little uh, line the other day, and it said this. It said the easiest way to organize your stuff is to get rid of most of it. The easiest way to... Okay, so but why the would anybody want to organize their stuff? I mean, because you like look at most people. I mean, you go to most people. We go to a lot. We go to people's houses. Um, we go to visit, I mean, other priests. Yeah. We go, and again, I'm not, and I'm not putting my, I'm not some model of like efficiency and organization, but like I don't have a lot of stuff. And I find, in personal experience, that not owning a lot of stuff is incredibly liberating and so to know that i don't have that much stuff so i mean when i moved i moved rectory to rectory you know it was it's a pain because i've you know i would say probably maybe my overindulgence to your socks is like books i have more books (laughs) than than i need we can burn some of those Um, in the backyard 
maybe not burn them. We, maybe we could give them to the St. Francis Xavier Reading Room. Oh, hello. Also known as the Bridal Room. When it, when <laughs> also known as when the brides are getting ready for the wedding. When people aren't getting married, uh, it, it serves as our <laughs> parish library. Well, uh, <laughs> that's a great backdrop for some pictures. And so probably, I mean, the biggest pain of moving was was books. Uh, but... If you if 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 you most people if you go to their garage yeah. if you go to their attic their basement their room they have there's just way too much stuff I'm um, think about just like electronics one of the best things I did when I moved to Stillwater I went through like I mean for me it was just like cords these cords they're everywhere from from past phones from an iPad from an old laptop yeah. from from you know a television that I used to have. Yeah. These cords, you know, so what do you do with them? So and actually in Tulsa, I took them to, there's this like electronic recycling place, kind of 11th and Sheridan yeah, or yeah. so. Um, it's called Natural Evolution. It was owned by a Bishop Kelly family. That's how I knew. I actually took a tour of it one day. Super fascinating. A whole nother story in and of itself. But anyway, I got you just get rid of that stuff. Yeah. You, you take it there, you deliver it, gone. Okay, so how do you get and rid I don't of- don't miss it. How do you get rid of something that's your precious? Yes. Precious. So actually, one interesting, really interesting thing, I read a, a book. Actually, I listened to it. I listened to a lot of audiobooks. And I listened to this book, and it was recommended to me by my sister, my sister Carrie. Shout out to Carrie O'Brien. She uh, has an awesome name. She does not. Uh, have an awesome name? I mean, she does have an awesome name. Wow. But Insulted me sorry. and your sister simultaneously. Sorry. So Bully. the book is called- the Japanese art of tidying up. What? And here's how it goes. I, it's it's a super interesting book. <laughs> so this lady, she's like she lives in Japan, and she's like an expert in helping people declutter their their lives. And this is how this is how she does it. Okay. All right. You start with things that are not sentimental, like clothes. Okay. All right? So she she would say you take all of your clothes, all of them, every sock, every every t-shirt, every jacket, every uh-huh. pair of shoes. You take all of them and you put them in a pile in the middle of the room. And you go through oh, them gosh. one by Have you heard this before? You I, go through them one by one. So you would pick up this pair of like running shoes. And her criteria, this is it's really funny. Her criteria is does this item of clothing does this item bring me joy okay and because you know i have you know i've like i have like this i have a pair of socks actually i don't have like a lot of socks actually probably need to buy some socks you can have some of mine i could have some of yours wow so exciting Mm -hmm. except you got all this yeah they got weird stuff on them but anyway they there's this pair of socks that if i had other socks i would throw this pair out yeah they do not bring me joy. In fact, every time I put them on, I'm like, I hate these socks. So I, those would be out. Then do it. Right, but then I got to go buy some other socks, and, I, and I'm, I'm, not in a, I'm, not, I'm not in a financial position to buy other socks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> financial position. I could. I could buy some You're not socks. a Franciscan. Uh, and so in, that's her criteria. So you start with, you start with clothing, and okay. then you move to like books, okay. and, then you move, and you gradually move to sentimental things. In the hopes that you're then good, you're then good at getting rid of things. And so, you know, you take those, say, so clothes, you, you, there's, there's things you can throw them away. Okay. You can, you can give them away. You can donate them. I mean, there's all kinds of things to do with it. Right, right. But you get them out of your house. Yeah. Okay. And your life will be better. Anyway, the Japanese art of tidying up. Super So the Francis, the Franciscan art of tidying up. So the CFR is out of New York City. You know, these guys join. CFR stands for? The Friar, the... 
Conventional Friars oh Renewal. We're, we're <laughs> the CFRs of New York City. They're the shaved heads, big beards, gray habits. And they don't have they don't own anything. The boys in the hood. What do they own? They live in the worst parts of the United States. One of them, uh, one day told me, he says, we heard gunshots inside the friary the other day out in front, and they're in like the Bronx. And he says, the next day, one of the brothers found a gun in the garden. Someone had thrown it over the wall. So anyway, this is the way they, they taught me about this. They said, this is, so we live in real poverty. We have a mat, and we're only allowed to have our habit and a few items, personal items. So every year, the friars go through each other's rooms and they walk in and you display all your stuff and they ask you why you have it. So, wow. what so, if some, okay, listen, okay, so, so you ready for this? Wow. Uh, because their, their motto is, uh, what is it? It's like the minimal needed, not the maximum allowed. Whoa. So you could have, there's yep. a, a max of I having some. They're like, oh, well, I don't need any more than this. But they go back to the minimal you need to live. And they start there. So some of these guys, like they joined, we talked about vocations a couple weeks ago, last week, I forget when. Um, and we talked about vocations and living in religious and community life. And the guys, uh, they, they join the friars. So they're like four or five years. And they say, ah, this is not my life. And so they go off and they get married. So Father Emmanuel, who's the vocation director of the CFRs in New York City, said, when he was down in Florida, he went to visit this he family. He came to Stillwater, right? Yeah, he came to yeah. Stillwater and gave that retreat, uh, the mission a couple of years students, ago. Yeah. Uh, him and Brother Viterbo Dog. And, and so he said one of the guys that w- they were novice classmates together. They're in the same first year, and there were friars for several years afterwards together. And this guy decided he was going to get married and go off and have kids. And so he left the religious community, and they're still good friends. So every year, his kids go through they, they walk through the room him and his wife walk through the rooms and they, and the kids have to explain why they have something oh i love it and then they take it what's left and give it to the poor wow and he says it just teaches you the deeper art of the minimalist life wow that when you occupy yourself with these things with either either clutter or Precious <laughs> or like me, I'm like, I, you know what? I am going to use that thing. Those old pair of yellow running shoes. I'll go fishing in them. We're going to do this at some point in time. In the next I don't couple like weeks. fishing. I know you don't. You don't like sun or I air like the sun doors. You have your- I'm pro vitamin D. <laughs> so I, I think I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do this around the rectory is that we just go through and say, is that important? Because what does it say? Okay, yeah, I've I collected can't these wait things. to get to your sock drawer. Nah, it blast. What is? And it also talks about what am I accumulating oh, in, in, the, in my soul too? Are we doing this? The minimalist is then saying, I want to move everything out of my heart because there should be room for Jesus in there. That's why celibacy. You know that guy gave us that retreat and he talked about priestly celibacy. Yeah, and he says why are priests celibate? And he had all these reasons and he came up with one. And he says, it's because there's supposed to be no room in your heart for anybody else except the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Uh, And so when we start to clutter things and I start to accumulate stuff, either, you know, it's like work. You and I both have that same fault. Like we could work hours on end. Always. And we have to stop and say. St. Paul said work without ceasing. Oh, dang it. No, he didn't. He said pray without ceasing. (laughs) I got, I I read that wrong. Sorry. You read that? When did you read that wrong? 
I just work a lot. I know. Too much. And so we, we that's why I think our, our new rectory situation is also going to be good for both of us. That there'll be, you know, we're going to have some kind of established prayer time, some yeah. established like be home by Ooh. so we can, you know, we should, we should, uh, stuff. we should give a, a little podcast about like order and structure of life because it, uh, not Pope Benedict, St. Benedict, you and me, Oh, St. Benedict was his feast day, feast day, July 11th, July 11th. Uh huh. That was just this past week. And he's like, both of us went to Benedictine monasteries and I think they taught us like the, the, not only the art of praying, of how to enter into a deeper relationship with Jesus, also how to put order in but our lives. Yeah, and have a little schedule. Yeah, and I'm not very good at that, quite frankly. Okay, I think so we need mean, to talk about we can, we can help I think a lot of people are not good at that. We can and they don't know what to do in that schedule. Yeah. They're like, oh, uh, well, I carved out 15 minutes for the Lord. And Every I'm, month. And, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, staring oh, at the wall. Dear. Come on, people. Uh-huh. But anyway, so we're, we're coming up to the end here, but... Uh, you know, we're, we're just, just kind of covering our goal here is to kind of give you a little insight into our life, hopefully challenge you a little bit. So think about what, what is the, what are those things in your life, all you listeners out there that are, what's getting in the way of your relationship with the Lord? For me and Father Kerry, it was, it was a television and you know where the television is? It's gone. Mine's at a dump in yep. South America. And so what is that in your life? And what is there, what can you get rid of in order to make space for the Lord Jesus? Booyah. That brings to a close Mm -hmm. episode seven here of Pastors of Pain. I'm Father Brian O'Brien here with Father Kerry Wakulu. Please pray for us and for our ministry. Visit our websites, catholicpokes.com and sfxstillwater.org. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We love you. Looking forward to uh, our next episode. Have a great week. God bless you. Bye-bye.